0: So you've survived Maine 24. It's a long haul with a freight train of a hangover, but you've made it. You made it, so congratulations. So what's next? The holidays, that's what's next. And that means holiday parties and New Year's coming up. So it doesn't make sense why you'd go any place other than Riverside Wine and Spirits to get your supplies and your booze and your gifts for such occasions. They've got amazing beers to choose from and a wide variety of liquor and wine so you can find something for everyone or just yourself. I don't judge, I run a beer podcast, for God's sakes. So, happy holidays from us here at Brew Chat, as well as the fine folks down at Riverside Wine and Spirits, right on Manufacturers Road. Hey there, Brew Chatters and Ombrace. I'm Tanner, and we are days away from Christmas here, and I'm sure you guys are just as ready as I am to get through it. Not to be a Debbie Downer. I'm just not a big Christmas guy. But I do like Christmas beers, and we've got more of those this week, along with our good friend Kate, who's who's sort of filling in for Alan this week. Alan had to sit out. He was at the Barley Mob meeting, for those of you listening. That's the local homebrewers group. You guys should check them out, if you haven't already. But uh, yeah, so Kate's filling in, and we're talking about more holiday and winter beers. But we're also talking about a bit of a situation that Left Hand Brewings found themselves in. They seemingly... They've, uh, have quite literally a yeast infection scenario where they've lost $2 million worth of beer and they're suing their yeast supplier, White Labs, who actually supplies quite a bunch of shit. They're suing the shit out of them. And, uh, yeah, rightfully so. But yeah, I'm not going to babble about it here because we babble about it in the episode. So, uh, yeah, let's do this thing. Here's episode 115 of the Brew Chat Podcast. (laughs)
1: They get donations, I guess.
2: Yeah, something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I I assume
0: it's uh, some companies just get paid, like musicians just pay companies just to generate free music so they Ah. have it. Hmm. So they can say like, yeah, we've got royalty free music. Here, use it.
2: Oh, interesting.
0: Because I mean, YouTube, for example, I'm sure paid these musicians in some capacity and I'm repping YouTube's free music library, so. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Works in some capacity. Yeah. Yeah. I go. forget
2: what we use at work, but we have some type of like music library that we have mm. access to. And I got tasked with picking out soundtrack music for a video we were doing for a local restaurant. And I asked the guy who was editing the video, "I was like, what kind of what kind of music are you thinking?" And he goes, "Oh, something like holiday-ish, but not Christmassy, but like holiday-ish, but like family comfort." I was
3: like, "All right,"
2: so I just went in and was like. Christmas instrumental, winter instrumental, holiday instrumental, and I finally found like four or five different ones. And was like Something here with
0: sleigh bells. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have that. Yeah,
2: so I was like, and eh, just pick one of these.
0: Yeah, we've got. Well, Jared got some uh, music from somewhere. I think that's where we got our song from. Well, I oh, think yeah, it was from I, YouTube. I, I can't remember if it was from your thing or YouTube, but I took a bite I like I it by. I like our was song. I wasn't ready. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you're drinking wine. Talk about your wine for a minute.
2: So the wine that I am drinking is from Fourteen Hands and it is called Hot to Trot. And it is a red blend. It is like eleven or twelve dollars and it is like it's really good. Hmm. Any any wine by Fourteen Hands that I've had has been really good. This is my favorite. Their Stampede Red Blend, which is kind of like the higher end version of what I'm drinking, is super, super good. My parents can get that on sale at their grocery store for like four or five dollars less than I can get it at Food City. So I always drink it when I'm at their house. Um, Their Merlot is super good. And I've heard that their Chardonnay is good, but I haven't had it. But it's just a real smooth, like, easy-drinking red blend. So, like, if you're new to red wine, start with a red blend because it's—you're going to get a lot of really good flavor and all the different, like, tasting notes and everything. But it's not going to be super, like, peppery or overwhelming or anything. It's going to be really easy, especially if you're new to wine. So start with a red blend. That's what mm. I drink. That and...
1: I yeah, I don't know yet. shit about wine.
2: I do red blends or Cabernets. Mm.
1: This stuff that you brought is pretty good. The 14 hands. Mm-hmm. It's got horses on the bottle if you're looking for it.
2: Yeah, 14 hands is, in that's how you measure horse height.
1: Right. And uh, mm. it goes great with all these little cookies and stuff that you brought along too. That seems oh, seems like a really inefficient way to measure a horse height.
2: I can't... Well, really? I can't oh, yeah. remember if it's... Because
1: like... Hands are different sizes. It was the king's hands, I think. Oh. Like measured by the king's hands. Well, did they have like casts of his hands? Probably. To be like, grab the
0: king's hands, let's measure a horse. <laughs> yeah, maybe mm.
1: before it was standardized.
2: Yeah. 14 hmm. hands is a pretty like average size like, horse,
0: give or take. Yeah. Hmm. I did not know that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Thoroughbreds are usually like up in the like 18s and 19 hands, they're like massive but they're also super muscular and high-strung.
0: Is that just a vertical measurement?
2: It's this way. Yeah, it's from their hooves to their withers, which is like right where their neck meets the shoulders.
1: Okay. So if not- you're
2: wondering, I was not a horse person. My mother was.
1: Mm. Oh, okay. My mother is also a horse person. She loves them. I'm kind of terrified of horses. <laughs> yeah, because I saw a horse
0: downtown here in Chattanooga, one of those Clydesdales that's pulling the carriages. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I saw one kick the shit out of a Suburban, (laughs) and it totaled a Suburban. (laughs) Those are big vehicles. Yeah. And it totaled it, just in one, just like, and just kicked the shit out of it.
2: (laughs) I shouldn't laugh. I really No, I'm
0: terrified of horses. I've I've ridden horses. I know how to ride horses, but I'm still terrified of them. I'm safer on top.
2: My dad's (laughs) scared of horses, too. The only time I've ever seen my dad get on a horse and he says that this is the only time in his life he's ever gotten on one was we were vacationing i forget where when i was in middle school one summer summer spring break something i don't remember but i was in middle school and i was going through the horse phase that every you know preteen girl goes through Mm -hmm. and the resort we were staying at had this like partnership with a local farm that did trail rides around the property and through the woods and it was all pretty and everything so i was like I want to go on a trail ride and ride a horse and my mom grew up riding horses so she was okay with it my dad was in his 40s at this point and had never been on a horse in his life (laughs) so but he was like all right I'll do it one of the horses in our group so it was a group of I don't know like eight or ten people all on horses and one of the horses got spooked at some point in the middle of the trail. Which they do. Which they do because, right. you know, big Those animals... Fucking horses. Yes, big animals, close proximity. They get anxious to get ready to go back to the barn, the whole thing. So one horse spooked a little bit. None of them, like, reared up or anything, mm-hmm. but kind of got spooked and, you know, did a little dance or whatever. And my horse got spooked, but I was able to, like, calm it down so it wouldn't, like, completely freak out. My dad's horse like took off at a full gallop, like belly to the ground and just like flew off. And all of a sudden I just remember seeing out of the corner of my eye, this horse fly by and my dad's holding on like, (laughs) (gasps) no. And like, I just hear him screaming and I look at my mom. She was like on the horse next to me and we're like, all right, dad's never getting on a horse again to this day. My dad will not go near horses. I don't
0: blame him. I don't blame him. I've ridden a horse. But it was like, I'd I'd ridden like neighbor's horses because I grew up in the sticks. I'd sat on a horse as somebody guided it in a circle. Mm -hmm. But as far as like me steering the thing, never done that. I went to San Francisco a couple summers back and somebody had us riding up on some big cliff face. Oh, no. That's out there. And it's like, if this thing, I don't know if horses are suicidal or not. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't.
1: I don't know. It's yeah. a, it's
0: a wild animal and I'm sitting on it. Like it just decides to do shit and it just happens to do what I agree with. like, all right, mm. I'm going to pull on this thing in your mouth and steer you this way yeah. and this way. But if it just You don't know. it, it could just say fuck you. I'm done <laughs> yeah, with this life it could and it, just
1: jump off the cliff there. Or it could just turn around and rear up and yeah. you would just fall dump, off yeah, the back. Just
0: dump me off the cliff like I'm done with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Horses terrify me. <laughs> And they're massive. I could see that, yeah. I knew a lady, she had her finger bitten off by a horse.
2: I had a friend in middle school who rode horses. I knew and a lady, I got, didn't have a
0: lady. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I knew a lady. She
2: she got bucked off a horse, and and it was a horse that she had been riding for like two or three years, so it wasn't like a new thing. And this horse just bucked her off out of nowhere. She cracked like two or three ribs, and then the same horse, like a year later... Bitter on the back, mm-hmm. like, tore a hole in her jacket, in her shirt, and, like, took off a layer of her skin. Oh, my God.
1: No, Isn't not it? Uh, isn't that how Christopher Reeve got paralyzed? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, that and
0: Kryptonite are Superman's only weaknesses. Horses yeah. and <laughs> Kryptonite. Horses and Kryptonite. mm
2: mm-hmm. uh, God rest your soul, Christopher Reeve.
0: Oh. Jeez, there was a horse made of Kryptonite? Shit. Yeah.
2: He'd be done.
0: Well, he is, so. <laughs> oh. Oh, wow, that was rough. There's more. <laughs> there's there's other yeah. people playing Superman. Yeah, we got more Superman. Mustaches are the new weakness. Mustaches. Superman.
1: But uh, let's talk about this beer because we got a lot of beers tonight. I want to mention these awesome cookies because I keep eating them. Yes, I keep forgetting yeah. and and eating them right when someone says something to me. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I haven't said anything no, in a Kate while. made, just deli- a made delicious bit. treats. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. There was a a lemon thing and what's it what's it called again? A Madeline. A Madeline. And then you have these other raspberry things that are pretty damn good. And they both go really well with this wine that you brought.
2: Oh, yes. Those are raspberry shortbread thumbprint cookies. Yeah. Mm. Made them for an office cookie exchange. And I liked them so much that I wanted to make them again. So now y'all get cookies because I felt like making yeah. them.
1: Mm. And well, you said they're you.
0: gluten-free. Mm-hmm. I don't have a gluten problem. Neither do I. But I'll take it.
2: Yeah. I don't either. But some people that I work with do. Mm. So Fuck. I just...
0: Those freaks. <laughs> Weirdos.
2: I have lots of thoughts about people who eat gluten free when they're not celiac, but that is a discussion for mm-hmm. another day.
0: Now my body loves gluten; it devours it. <laughs> I'm a gluten destroying machine.
2: Well, you're not supposed. There's you're supposed to limit your gluten. You're not supposed to just like pack it on. Like your body can only take so much of it. But
0: no, nope, not this guy. Well, right, just bring it.
2: <laughs> the, like
1: give me the gluten.
2: Your body, if you're not celiac, your body needs gluten. So if you cut out gluten just because you think you're being healthy, you're mm-hmm. not really doing your body any favors. The only times you should really cut out gluten is if you're celiac.
0: Is that what
1: holds turds together? Like
0: <laughs> gluten? gluten? Like that's a real question.
1: Is that No, what? it's like a protein that's found in oh. all sorts of foods and stuff.
0: Like if you're not celiac and you eat or and you're just like, yeah, fuck gluten. I'm gonna be healthier. Do you just have diarrhea all the time after that? Because is that like...
2: You will until your body adjusts.
0: mm Because mm, you need the glue there to glue it in. Yeah, to glue it <laughs> together. Yeah. <laughs>
2: that escalated quickly. <laughs>
1: so yeah. So these beers. Yeah. So let's go to the beers. Yeah. Which
2: are full of gluten.
1: hmm So much gluten. There's, We're drinking the Stone Enjoy by twelve twenty-five seventeen, which is coming up very soon. That is
0: this Monday. I I love these stone series like this.
2: Oh, it looks so pretty. Yeah,
0: no, like they do these... Uh, unfiltered IPA. It looks like mm, an ugly sweater. It
2: does.
0: Yeah, they come out with one of these... I don't know, probably what? Like every three
1: to four months, I guess. Joyously like fresh. And enjoy by. It's for like each of the holidays. So yeah. There's, there was one for St. Paddy's Day. There's one for Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. And they had them for... There know. was one during the summer, but I can't... I, it was just like... It wasn't for a holiday, I don't think. It was just...
2: Is it bad that I recognize July. this font? That I'm pretty sure no, I've that, used uh, it. Mm-mm.
0: No, it means you're it good. Could be. That's good. I recognize fonts. I like it.
2: I'm pretty sure I used that in a blog, like header image, like four years ago.
0: That damn tap book that's in town uses our font. Lobster. Oh, yeah. That's the brew chat font. Oh, the yeah. The lobster
1: font.
2: <gasps> There's the kitty. I have Daisy, Daisy, Daisy. <laughs>
0: And, uh, Fine.
1: she's too good for you. She she's is. hungry. You heard that. I was just like, fuck you. I'm hungry. <laughs> um, she's hangry. Yeah. She tried to drink the overflow bucket. I'm oh. pretty sure that's what she just tried to do. Ah. Uh, no,
0: no, but yeah. So this is the stone enjoy by 122517 unfiltered IPA. No, but I love this, this series. I like stone brewing, but I love this series that they've got. I like this sweater pattern they've got mm-hmm. on here. It's kind of like Fargo. Yeah, it is. Yeah.
2: We're going to yeah, see how I do cool. alternating beer and wine tonight.
0: Oh, that uh, be sounds like a rough morning.
1: <laughs> <Sounds> like, <laughs> sounds like. You should get some water.
2: I should. I will eventually.
1: If not for just like a palate cleanser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do
2: not try this at home, kids.
1: <laughs> Ooh, this thing is 9.4%. Oh, Holy God. shit. For real? And it's in a can?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. It does not taste like 9.4%. It's strong. Is there any more in that can? For me to flavor yeah. it here. Oh, yeah. I was spreading uh, the good gospel. It's definitely got a strong nose to it. Of flavor text today. Spicy. Educating people on the term flavor text. Mm. I don't know why I said that. <clears throat> if About y'all get text? that
2: if y'all get that term trademarked, you should get T-shirts made that just say flavor text on the we front. You have to say it's not
0: TM. already trademarked by us. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: uh.
1: <laughs> Pending. our people are talking to people. Yeah.
2: That's always good.
0: This thing is thick and mouthy. It is. Yeah. It
2: smells kind of like stone fruity.
0: Like your mom. I'm getting a little
2: bit of like peach or apricot or something. Yeah, there's
0: there's a fruit in there of some kind.
2: But it's not citrus. And
0: it's kind of spicy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I get like something that curls my nose here is a little bit. Mm
2: -hmm. I don't get the spice. I get the stone fruit.
1: Once you drink it, you'll get some spice. Did you try it already?
2: There's the spice. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Wintry and Christmassy spices are usually cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger,
1: mm-hmm. clove.
2: Clove. Ooh, clove, I bet would be good.
1: Oh, uh,
0: wait. I'm really excited to get to one of these that is just pure Christmas. I, I think it's over there. But this isn't yeah. bad. No, I like it. It's real hefty, it's, though. I couldn't drink more than one. Yeah, It's no, easy drinking for a
2: 9.4.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't taste like a 9.4. Which is dangerous. But it's thick like a 9.4. Like, it, it's real juicy and hefty.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's unfiltered, so that would be the
1: explanation there. Right. Which is why you can... Oh, maybe these ones don't say...
2: It's got a really pretty color.
1: This one says enjoy now. Well, I mean, you can get a till 1225 is probably wait Wait,
0: wait until um, we get to these green buy. men i want to pour these all out together because i mean it is just a palette of, of colors. gorgeous I'll save, color
1: i'll save the rest of this one. is it
2: like ombre beer
0: no it's just two very good colors and oh. they look good together
2: okay that yeah. works
1: <laughs> an ombre beer would be sweet though we're also drinking. What's this other one that we already opened here? The Dogfish Head.
0: Uh, yeah, we can open up another one of those.
1: Cause that's the one. I,
0: this is pure Christmas right here. Oh, this really? Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, this is it. This is a wool wool brick woolrick, uh, but it's from Dogfish Head. It's mm-hmm. the Pennsylvania tuxedo, which sounds like a sex move, but <laughs> uh, it's a pale ale brewed with Pennsylvania spruce tips. Just the tips. Yeah, just the tips.
2: <laughs> there was a joke in there somewhere.
0: Oh, I made it. (laughs) When I first read it, I read it as just the lips. Just the lips. Yeah, it looks like
1: lips.
2: I was talking to my dad a little bit via text while I was at work today, and he's got a nice collection of uh, North Carolina local winter beers waiting for me to try when I get home later this week. I am super excited.
1: Yeah.
2: One of them is the Natty Green's Red Nose Winter Ale, which Mm. I had... Two or three years ago. I've only had it once, and that was before I, like, really refined my beer drinking palate. So I'm excited to try it again now that my tastes have changed a little bit.
0: Mm. What do you more skew to beer-wise again?
2: Uh, Usually ales. Yeah. Red and ambers.
1: Let's see what this is. What is this?
2: Nothing too dark.
1: This is a pale ale. Yeah. By the way, I believe a, what's it, Pennsylvania... Pennsylvania Tuxedo. Tuxedo is a suit made of flannel.
2: That one makes sense. Ah.
0: Based yep, on the yep, picture. Yep. I think that's a that Pennsylvania Tuxedo. It's got some flavor text here. Ooh. Pennsylvania uh, Pennsylvania Tuxedo pays homage to a flannel suited hunt or to the flannel suited hunters and gatherers who dwell deep in the back country of north central Pennsylvania. Brewed in collaboration with family run outdoor clothing company Woolrich. Ah, that's why it says Woolrich on the front. Mm-hmm. Uh Brewed in collaboration with family-run outdoor clo- uh, clothing company Woolrich, Pennsylvania Tuxedo has a grassy citrus. A grassy citrus kick complemented by the reasonous conifer notes of fresh green spruce tips. It definitely smells like a yeah. coniferous forest.
2: It smells like a Christmas tree.
0: I like this beer because I've not had something like this, really. Like It it's, doesn't smell like a beer I've ever had. It doesn't taste like a beer I've ever had. And it tastes a little bit like a Christmas tree, but in the best way possible.
2: Like I would never eat a Christmas tree, but if I did, this is what I'd imagine it would taste
0: like.
1: And it's very crisp. You get that, that resin that they were Mm. talking about. Mm
0: -hmm. It's like kind of a, a sappiness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the smell is, I mean, it, it tastes the way pine needles smell Mm -hmm. straight Mm -hmm. up. Yeah. Or like a pine cone.
2: I remember when I was a kid when the first time we lived in Georgia or maybe it was when we were in North Carolina and we I don't remember at some point when I was a kid, we lived in an area that had these massive pine cones. I'm talking like football size mm. pine cones. Oh, shit. And I think it was when we lived in Georgia, but we, we had gone home to North Carolina, excuse me, for Thanksgiving. And we brought back a bunch of these pine cones and we spray painted them white mm. and then got glitter glue and could put glitter glue on it. So we made little like white pine cone tree type things. I still have one. It's on my parents' Christmas tree.
0: That is not where nice. I thought you were going with that story. <laughs> at all. I mean, we used to have pine cone fights when I was a kid. That's where I thought you were going. Did you, light, oh God, no. Did you light them
1: on fire and watch no. them?
0: Oh, okay. No, I ju- we would just throw them like hard as shit at each yeah, other. Yeah, you could do
1: that too. That yeah,
0: because you just find them all around and mm-hmm. you just throw them. And I was, but the pine cones we had were like, tennis ball size
1: we used Small. to have wimps yeah there was a crab apple tree at my aunt's old house oh god and it, we would take oh. those and we would get the sticks that are that are like sort of bend like a good switch yeah yeah um and you just put them on the end and you yeah just like <laughs> swing them at each other no a crab apple hurts like hell yeah it does yeah <laughs> we used to do that yeah we were able to shoot them across the god, street you just really like, good at it
0: sent me back <laughs> like i feel like Hurt, I'm hurting yeah. in places now. Oh, it now. stings can, like a bitch. yeah, god, they hurt. Never, it, had it's had worse that a than hurt. a paintball,
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah it hurts oh, way definitely. worse
0: than a paintball. I believe that. That's why, when uh, I did, tr- I tried paintball and everyone's like, Oh, you better watch out, nugget get hit. It hurts, it stings, and I didn't think it was too bad. You're gonna
1: get hit, yeah, you're, you're gonna get hit, that. but
0: yeah. no, you,
2: even with all the armor, it hurts,
0: yeah, no. yeah, it stings. Like, well, I never wore. No like, way. I haven't played paintball, I've, I've, but I don't think it's hurt that thing. I've not played it a shit ton. And the times I've played it, I didn't have armor. It was just like.
2: Well, that's your own fault. But you yeah, have like. But <laughs> I still didn't
0: think it hurt that. We had the face masks, but that was it. You have like loose
1: clothing and shit like that. Yeah, too. yeah. So, I yeah, mean, we wear loose clothing. It's sort but, of.
0: Oh. But I definitely got hit dead on. Ooh. Like just not on the skin, but like through the shirt. It'll and leave it, a bruise. It hurts yeah. and leaves a welt, but. Yeah. A crab apple hurts way worse. Oh, God, oh I'm
2: sure yeah. they're bigger, yeah. they're denser.
0: No, and you well, get well, it on always. the that's so funny that you did that too, though, because we did the <laughs> exact same thing. No, you put it on the end of that stick and you fling that you fling sucker it as hard as
1: you can. Yeah. yeah, and it teaches you about physics and shit. Yeah, because you're like, okay, I can do it now. You get one that's like got, you got a leaf flick your wrist right at the right
0: time. You get one that's got a leaf still caught on it, it makes like a whistling oh, sound, yeah. like one of those Nerf <laughs> John Madden footballs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> ah, shit.
0: <laughs>
2: Meanwhile, I just used to play with sparklers in the cul-de-sac.
0: Sparklers are what I use to ignite the cul-de-sac.
1: <laughs> you, can shoot, you can always shoot bottle rockets at each other. That's fun.
0: Oh, bottle rocket wars are the greatest. Yeah. We should go have us a good old-fashioned bottle rocket fight sometime. That sounds like we get some PVC no. pipes. Yeah, yeah, some PVC pipes, mm-hmm. plug them up in Hit the up end. Hit up
1: Phantom and, yeah. Fucking, yeah. Let's
0: yeah, that. that'd be a blast, dude. That'd oh be so much God. fun.
2: Oh, what if I started
0: <laughs> a bottle rocket fight? Yeah, no. clearly find a just an empty fucking parking lot No, we go to the woods man. Oh, uh, yeah, go. yeah We go to, yeah, the, we woods, go to the woods yeah. like Socom Navy SEALs uh, hide behind six. trees and shit. Yeah, we get some camo the whole deal <laughs> <laughs> Get some smoke grenades <laughs> This is like no. a
2: war movie
1: waiting some to little, happen. Yeah, yeah, cuz you can get the little smoke bombs and stuff. Oh, yeah no, when I was a kid. But you toss a couple of those along with some of the spinners and they yeah. just, like, jump around. I was like, yeah. oh, shit, what's going no, it's, on? Because, honestly, you're not be fun.
0: really going to get hurt <laughs> really
1: from that level
0: of fireworks. No. And when I was you a burned a little when I was a kid, I was probably, I think it was the summer after ninth grade, and I was still going to church. And at the church I was going to, it was a Methodist church, and our pastor was cool as hell, Brother Cecil. <laughs> and uh, he's not the pastor there anymore.
2: Cecil sounds like a cool guy name. Yeah. And,
0: uh. He was an older gentleman. He's a good dude. But they were building a gymnasium on the back of our church at the time. But at this point, Black Hawk Down had just come out. And then there was no roof. There was just three walls and then, like, a dilapidated sidewall that wasn't properly constructed. But they were concrete rooms. But it was just concrete and cinder blocks. And we found all these conduit pipes that we started putting bottle rockets in. And then we discovered, like, oh. (laughs) We discovered the art of it. It's like, okay, you don't want it too long because it kills the boost. But you do want it a little bit long because it makes it more accurate. And we got it where <laughs> you could aim. And we got down to a little bit of science. And we went and bought a ton of bottle rockets. And Brother Cecil took us to get the bottle rockets. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. And let us have the most epic bottle rocket fight that was like totally Black Hawk down, like urban warfare oh in this being built church gymnasium we were climbing on scaffolding sneaking around tossing hand grenades he tossed a mortar in a room with us like one oh of those like God. boom, that goes up and explodes <laughs> oh he just lit one and threw it in a room and Maybe we that's were in why there he's not the pastor anymore but no that's definitely not that dude was great and uh, <laughs> yeah he didn't retire until way after that but <laughs> but As if no that, not that showed me it's like It went off in there, and it was like a flashbang. Couldn't see for a minute, and it was Mm -hmm. loud, but I wasn't burned or anything. And it was so much fun, man. We need to
1: do that. That was a good time. Yeah, that was
2: a blast. My neighbors, when we lived in Pennsylvania, the second time, I didn't live in a neighborhood, but we lived just on like a gravel road Mm. in each property. We were on an acre and a third, and then I think my neighbors were on either an acre and a half or two acres, but they had a much bigger backyard than we did. And it backed up into more woods than ours did. Mm. And they had three kids and their youngest son. I mean, he wasn't that young, but every year for the 4th of July, their family tradition was that Harris, who's now in the Marines and Harris got to put together his own little backyard fireworks display. And, we would go over to their house, grill out, Harris would set up his little fireworks display. We'd eat, and those who were of drinking age could have a couple of beers, couple of drinks, whatever. And then all of a sudden we'd all line up on, on the back porch and light up the fireworks and he and I mean they were like legit fireworks. They were like the big like what are they called? Roman candles.
0: Oh, Roman candles aren't the big fireworks. No, they're not. Well, yeah, I know, but
2: for, like, backyard fireworks.
1: Oh, we're doing 4th of July next year. I'm going to show you some big fireworks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we'll get some big fuck-off fireworks. (laughs) I haven't been able to do big fuck-off fireworks in a while. I've gone and seen them, Mm -hmm. but I haven't got to set off big fuck-off fireworks in a while. Because in Maryland, you can't have fireworks. And I haven't... I mean, we've played around with fireworks and shit, but... I got, a, I got a couple extra bucks. I'll throw at fireworks this yeah. year. I'll set some money aside just for fireworks and no, blowing I've, shit I've up. Got, you got, got a good big... spot to blow shit up? Then let's take some fireworks. <laughs> yeah, I got, I
0: got a couple good spots to blow some shit yeah, up. Yeah, that's
1: fine. Then, yeah, let's yeah. go there.
0: That dude. 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 That TV you have. I do have it. Yes, I do. I know a place we can blow that thing to smithereens.
1: You know what we should do instead <laughs> is we should get a fucking tarp. And put the TV on the tarp and get some fucking crowbars and some golf clubs no, man. and baseball bats and just blast wail that thing on to the it. Moon. Well, we can blow it up too, yeah. but we should. You should. We should just fucking wail on it. And my buddy, one of his birthday parties was that he had some electronics and uh, other people donated their unwanted <laughs> electronics, and we just got big blue tarps and covered his backyard. Mm. So that we could just wrap it up and throw them away. No, I know a
0: shooting range, like kind of a redneck shooting range we can go. That's just kind of like a junkyard area where we don't need tarps. We tossed a bike off the roof. You go there. I know a place where we can toss a bike off a cliff. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I know you. Do you know anybody a place- with a car We <laughs> you don't want? They don't want? Like, seriously. Oh, yeah, because we got a yeah. place we can toss a car off a Insurance cliff. Insurance bluff. If you're a Chattanooga native, you know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. There's boats at the bottom of that. I've heard of this place. There's cars.
2: It sounds like an urban legend. No, it's real. I want to
0: see it. I personally know a guy that lit a uh, Subaru Impreza on fire and (laughs) sent it over that cliff. Holy shit.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, it's an Impreza. They kind of deserve it.
0: Yeah. He shot it with a uh, AK 47, blew it up and then wheeled it off the cliff. And
2: he lived to tell the story.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it, he wasn't in it when he drove it towards the cliff. You just like get it rolling. And then, uh, and then off it goes. And it's ai like, mean, it's a cliff that would kill you, especially with all the shit down there now. Boats, like multiple boats. There's some four-wheelers, motorcycles. Oh, my. It's insurance bluff. And <laughs> you if, you're a, re- if you're a redneck it. Chattanooga native, you probably know where it's at. And you may have a vehicle <laughs> at the bottom of it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you may or may not know what I'm talking about. I mean, I, oh, I, like I
0: seriously... That. May or may not have relatives that have vehicles at the bottom of that cliff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I believe you. I definitely believe you.
2: Okay, so what's <laughs> Ooh, this next okay, one? Okay, so
1: this one here that we have is a Star Hill Star Hill Brewery Snowblind Doppelbach.
2: Ooh, a doppel what?
1: Doppelbach. Bach, in beer terms, means strong. Oh, okay. Doppel means double, so it's a double strong beer.
2: So it's it like a is Hercules beer.
1: Seven point seven percent ABV.
2: So we've had a nine point four and a seven point seven. Mm-hmm.
1: Good Lord. And then there's also the
0: what was this? It's these Christmas beers, these holiday the beers. The Dogfish
1: was. They 8. gotta crank it up
0: because they know like you're trying to cope with family
1: and just <laughs> the stress of everything. And, and it helps warm you when yeah, you come in from it the really cold. It really does, yeah.
0: Plus, it's great it, if you're out like. We should do a, like a brew chat ski trip or something. I've never been skiing.
1: You haven't? Never. Oh man, yeah. Never. It's fun. It's a lot. Of I've fun. never been snowboarding, skiing. I would probably try snowboarding before skiing, but uh, mm, I don't like having my feet tethered together. So That like to, to me gives me a little bit around. more
0: comfort. Hmm. Plus, I'm used huh? to skateboarding, like longboarding. Okay. So that make it makes sense. Are to you
1: me. are you used to it? Uh, <laughs> I mean, as far as g- just like going
0: straight, yeah. Okay. And my biggest problem with the longboard. The way I see it is I kept falling off it when I would get at high speeds. Right. That's that's not what you want to do. But if my feet are strapped to the damn thing, not going to fall off it at high
1: speeds.
2: No, but you'll crash with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but I'm falling on snow. And but then if you hit something, you can't bail and tuck and roll necessarily. No, I'll you, just aim that board like, towards
0: it is what I'm going to do. I don't care if I break that board. I'm breaking that board before I break my body. All right, I'll just... Because I'm you. really good at falling, actually. Like, I know that... <laughs> Sounds weird to say, but I mean, I've had some hard falls. Plus, I'm pretty decent at falling. I remember I busted ass riding down my parents' street, which has this giant hill. And it was after my granddad passed away. I was going to mow his yard because we were still maintaining his lawn shit, trying to sell the house. And I was like, oh, it's a nice day. I'm going to ride my longboard down this hill. And I'd already fallen on this hill two separate times and like broke myself. Like I still have scars to this day from falling on that hill. <laughs> and then also, I had a buddy that nearly killed himself on that hill. I should not have been riding down this hill for any reason, <laughs> but I did it. <laughs> and I get almost to my grand grandpa's house, and I start getting speed wobbles.
1: Oh no, where it's like, Yeah, yeah, like, like if you've
0: ever ridden a skateboard, you'll know what the, you get going too fast and the trucks are too loose, and it yeah. just starts trying to go every which way. And so I opted to just jump off. I can oh, run. God but I'm moving way faster than my little legs can go. Yeah. And so you just, so then I just kind of, no, I didn't face down. I was good. I like action man tucked and rolled and landed like on my shoulder blade. <laughs> oh, and I was okay. pretty good. I was a little like bruised on my back, but, and, I feel like it looked way worse to my granddad's neighbors if they (laughs) saw it because it looked like I hit hard because it was in the fall and leaves were flying up (laughs) everywhere and I slid for probably about 10 feet on the, on like damp grass. And I I was, I was a grass burn after that. Like just that Uh. entire side was a grass burn and, uh, or grass stain, not grass burn. Yeah. But I wasn't really hurt. I I was a little sore. Yeah. But like, well, you, you, the right thing and tuck and roll. Yeah, I'm like I said, protect I'm pretty face. decent at falling. Yeah, you got to protect the <laughs> the money maker. Money maker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. I said, I've fallen on that same hill three times. Yeah. Money maker's fine. Money makers, well, <laughs> yeah. you know,
1: as much as you can say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> face
1: for radio. It's the yeah, we got the faces <laughs> for radio. Um by the way, in case you missed it, this is 8.5%. Holy shit! The, the tuxedo, stitch. the yeah, Pennsylvania tuxedo is eight point five. So we got some strong ones, some box, if you will. I'm probably gonna save
0: that big bottle of green. We've got another whole oh, beer yeah. no, in a should... big bottle for Green Man, but I think yeah, let's save that for a special. Yeah, we should occasion. probably hold on.
1: Yeah, that's that's a strong one too.
0: Yeah, it's super strong. And I, I don't want to waste a big bottle like that of a beer. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, so ju- just so pe- the audience understands here, I uh, went down to Riverside to grab a beers for the episode, ran into Green Man rep, Matt, gave us a couple beers for the show tonight, as well as our typical beers, which were Christmas beers. So we've got double beers tonight, but we're going to save one of those.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're saving them.
2: So what am I drinking? Am I so drinking this the Star? The Hill. Star? Okay.
1: So Star Hill Brewery Snowblind Doppelbock, seven seven and a half percent. Uh founded nineteen ninety-nine in Charlottesville, Virginia. Oh, it's a Wahoo beer. And this is a full bodied, smooth, German style lager mm-hmm. with a perfect caramel mart caramel malt flavor for winter.
2: Yeah, I get that.
1: Mm-hmm. It's definitely like it's very lagery. A caramely aftertaste. Definitely. It hangs around like that for a
0: mm-hmm. bit.
1: It almost gives it me like malty, a uh, warm,
0: like an artificial taste. Like mm. the the multi caramely taste tastes mm. it. I don't know, sort of plasticy or something. It tastes. I don't know. I don't like. I it. like
2: the artwork on the bottle. It's got a little polar bear on it.
1: Oh, he is. He's down there on the bottom. Hey, look, our little polar bear. What do you know? Oh, mm.
0: and he's lonely because all his other are friends are drifting off. Vicious, <laughs> dude. Yeah, they're so vicious and they're do polar huge. Bears they're live, the largest bears do polar bears live in alaska
2: yeah. yes and like northern like almost to russia alaska like sarah palin could probably oh, see them
0: yeah from her backyard <laughs> yeah.
2: i saw yeah. a polar bear when i was at home over thanksgiving we went to the north carolina zoo and they have a polar bear
0: oh okay i was like, <laughs> people like okay
1: where where really is home what color was it because their, uh, their fur is clear
2: it was it wasn't really white it was kind of like an off-white
1: yeah their fur is clear yeah it reflects the snow all around them and the light and stuff like that so they look white
2: yeah so this mm. one was kind of like off-white almost brown because it was like in the 50s and it was and had been mm. raining the week before I was home so it was kind of muddy mm. but they also had an Arctic fox and that was the cutest thing I've Those ever seen are cool and now I want an Arctic I want an arctic fox now.
0: Yeah, they're pretty neat. So wait, polar bears are vicious as shit? Oh, yes. Because yeah. every time you see them, they just look like they're having the best time. And yeah. they're so happy. Except that super... I'm not even getting into that one. That's starving <laughs> to death. That's, no, don't. That video, yeah, I'm not even getting into that. I've already right. cried
2: one time today over yeah. animals. So I'm not doing it
0: again. But you see, like, these polar bears sliding down hills with their buddies. The most vicious they get is when they tear up a seal, but they're hungry. No, they, they like,
1: tear up each other. They're super ter- territorial. territorial, yeah. I had no idea they were this vicious.
0: Mm-hmm. I thought grizzly bears were the most vicious and, like, the biggest bears. But they're big. polar bears. They're, they're bigger
1: than grizzly they're bears? They're more of a direct threat to us, grizzly mm. bears are. Oh, so, uh, okay. you know, we could see them as more dangerous, mm. definitely, because, like, I'm not afraid of getting mauled by a polar bear if I go out camping. Uh, that's a- not even in the back of my mind.
2: I saw a grizzly bear at the zoo, too. And black bears.
1: Yeah, they're all over. The black bears are like the nice, air quotes, nice ones. Yeah, they're usually pretty chill. They're all fucking dangerous and terrifying. Fucking bears.
2: My best friend and I have a long-standing inside joke about bears. And it goes back to like, I want to say 10 years ago at this point. But we went on like a family, like she went on vacation with my family one year and... We were up in the Poconos, and there was all sorts of bear stuff, and we just made bear jokes all week, so that's what it goes back to. And now, every year for either Christmas or our birthdays, or sometimes both, bear we always send each other something bear-related. And, like, every year, I'm just like, okay, I need something bear-related for Christina for her <laughs> birthday and Christmas. It's just it's just a must at this point. It's yeah. really funny. Well, that's fun. So now every time I see a bear, I always think Christina... So, Christina, if you ever listen to this. Shout out.
0: There was a video I saw the other day where some guy's fishing somewhere in Canada or somewhere, I think, out right in the middle of nowhere, but he's fishing, like salmon fishing, and he's sitting on the shore. He's got a fold-out chair. He's got a cooler here with beers. <laughs> and he's just sitting there fishing, chilling out. And he freaks out because this bear, like a grizzly bear, walks up, and he's just like roaming like... Duh, duh, duh. <laughs> like just roaming near the shore. And it just walks up next to him. And at first he's freaking out, but it just walks up next to him and sits on its ass and just plumps down. It's like, <laughs> and it starts looking around. It's like, Hey buddy, the salmon's pretty good today. And it, it, I don't know. It's just so funny to me. Like, and he's freaking out the whole time. I'm like, what the fuck is this bear going to
1: do? Yeah. Well, you can't just run away cause it'll fucking yeah. chase you. Yep. So he just sits there just and like, chills with uh, this bear. Uh,
2: Well, what you're supposed to do if a bear, like, charges at you is supposed to, like, get as, like, big as As you can and, like, growl and scream back at it.
3: Yeah. Because
2: if it, like, thinks that it can get you easily, it will, and it'll keep, like, terrorizing you. Mm -hmm. But if you get on its level, it's going to be like, oh, okay.
0: Mm. Mm. There was another video I saw. This guy was riding trails. And it me of the trails here on Stringer's Ridge.
3: hmm
0: And he's riding trails, and a bear. He's got a GoPro on his helmet, and he looks over, and a bear is just oh, flanking yeah. him, hauling ass, just <laughs> <doo-doo-doo-doo-doo>, hauling ass <laughs> after him. And he starts pedaling really quick. He's like, oh, shit. Starts pedaling, oh, and then he keeps looking back periodically, and the bear's behind him just hauling ass after him. And eventually, he gets off the bike. And I'm oh, like, you're shit. an idiot. But it doesn't get him. I mean, we got the video. He's alive. <laughs> yeah. But...
2: I'd be terrified. Yeah,
0: I would be shitting my pants. (laughs) No joke. Completely just... Orifices would just be exploding. Oh, my goodness. Different substances at all times.
2: That's a very delicate
1: way of saying that. That's the best I could do. (laughs) Orifices. Yeah, so these beers have all been pretty tasty. Mm-hmm. I would say maybe this is my least favorite out of them. My least favorite's the Star Hill. Let's let's okay. So let's go and try to rank. Are these. we doing? Are
0: we just? This is my favorite. Yeah. The first one. one we
2: had, the like enjoy by Christmas. Well, one. we've
0: got a uh, a ten point rating system. Okay. One is worse. 10's best, and it goes on point fives. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. It's kind of a new development, and we're not 100% consistent because we drink and forget things sometimes.
2: <laughs> yeah. As is the nature of a beer podcast.
0: But mm. before we move on to this, the Green Man stuff, Let's. I'm going to give the Star Hill. See, it's a Doppelbach. And I honestly, it tastes kind of artificially flavoring to me, and it was my least favorite. I'm going to give it like, I'll give it a 4.5. The Doppelbach? Yeah, I just, I was not a fan of that. It wasn't bad enough for I... me to dump it in our... Our bucket, yeah, but I'll give it like a five, yeah
3: yeah five
2: five point five
0: it's just if we had led with that one, I may have rated it higher, but mm-hmm. oh bless its heart so far the the Pennsylvania tuxedo is leading yeah, man I, I love one. that pine.
1: I want to give that like an eight and a half. I think it's really cool it's it's not necessarily as good as an as other eight and a halves that I've mm-hmm. had. But it's really different, and I like the way that it tastes like a forest in a good way.
0: Oh, yeah. This is the one that tastes like a Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've just, I've not quite had a beer that tastes like, I will always remember this beer. 8.5
2: solely based on uniqueness. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, that one so far is my pick, and I'm going to go with like a, I'd go with like maybe even a 9. I'm lingering more towards 9.
1: I didn't realize I liked. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the stone at an eight point five, and I'll put this at a nine. I'm with you, Tanner. I'm do yeah, that. the stone's very good. Mm-hmm. I'll put it like
0: an eight point five. It could also be at a nine. They could be equal. They're very different, but there's, a, there's some good beers here.
2: I think the stone's my favorite. Yeah, because for like a nine point four, it was super easy
0: to drink. Yeah, it's it's dangerously easy to drink.
1: See, if Alan was here, he would probably go the Doppelbach number one cuz he likes some mulch. You really? Yeah. Well, maybe not no, cuz he understands, you know, things, but he would probably enjoy that the most. Then the Christmas tree. Unless he wouldn't <laughs> Christmas like. Tree unless he'd be like I don't fucking like it. It tastes like Christmas tree. Why do <laughs> I want to drink a fucking Christmas tree? And then the stone would probably be at the very bottom for him. If Alan was here. God rest his dead dead soul. We're gonna feel horrible if something happens to him tonight on the way back from that barley mob (laughs) meeting.
0: What happened to him? Nothing. Oh no! no, The barley mob meeting, uh, the homebrewers association here. Mm -hmm. They meet every like third Tuesday.
2: Oh, okay. And
0: so, gotcha. We we try to rep that, but we also got the podcast. Gotcha, gotcha.
2: Okay. I was gonna say I haven't seen Alan since like probably Halloween.
0: He's got that baby cooking.
1: No. He was at Main Twenty Four.
2: No, or
1: no, he, yeah. yeah. No, he I wasn't. No, no, he 24. wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah. No, he was I was 24. with y'all all day. That's right. No, he wasn't there. That's right. Oh, I forgot about this one. We. Get, what are these other ones you're pulling out here? Uh, these are the Green Man ones that I was
0: handed. No, Green
2: away. Man, another North Carolina beer.
1: Are we saving those for when we do the other one, or are we? Oh, damn. No, dude, I'm, that looks good too. No, I'm saving. We've got a, big a super bottle
0: in there. Okay. So. Yeah, we're gonna go through these, and that way we, you know, we got a good selection here. We can just pick and choose what we drink from.
1: These are Mm -hmm. all pretty high graph too. We've already oh good that that one is. Was that say nine point eight? That says seven. Wait, there's a nine point eight. Yeah, these are some strong ass beers.
2: Oh my god, I'm gonna die.
1: Yeah.
0: So yeah, we're doing it though. We're doing it. Yeah. I told my I told my man Matt, we would do it. There's some ice in the freezer as well, but yeah, I'm not fancy. You can just get it from the spigot. Or don't hydrate. Or don't hydrate. No, I would prefer to hydrate.
1: We don't have to drink. Oh, there. Oh, there's two of each of those, aren't there? Or is it just? No, we just have these three. Okay. Yeah. And then the big one. Yeah. Oh, those are the extra. Okay.
0: Yeah, those are the extra. We can split these and manage. Yeah. We're a beer podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we can do that. That's fine. Yeah. But these are the ones I wanted to. I wanted to pour all three of these, just because when he poured them down at Riverside. I mean, I, I had a solid sample down at Riverside and I wasn't trashed, you know, so.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just want the color comparison between all of these. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, I have a little bit left of all of these, so we can even get a little picture if we want. Are you going to dump? Are you opening all of them and putting them in different glasses? Yeah, I want whatever? you guys to see the
0: color contrast here because I think it's so beautiful. This one. So there. So this is the Green Man Holly King Barrel Aged Holiday Ale. Okay. I thought it was very delicious when I tried it earlier. So I'll open that in, in a minute. Over here. And then this next one here is the Green Man Dweller Imperial Stout. Oh, that's dark.
2: Oh my gosh, it looks like a soda.
0: That is dark.
2: I also don't remember the last time oh, I used shit. the word soda.
0: A pap. jeez, speaking of pops, I may have blown that microphone just then.
2: <laughs> no, I can still hear you. You're good.
0: Okay, good.
2: We're in the South. Everything that's carbonated is a Coke.
0: Doesn't make sense. How does anybody know what you want? And then this is the, the last one is the green man trickster IPA, which I wanted to pour this last to talk about it a bit. This, these typically have been coming in four packs of bottles hmm they're gonna keep the four packs but now they're coming in these 16 ounce cans Ooh! the price is not going up nice so you're for the green man trickster ipas you're gonna be getting those in four packs now in 16 ounces instead of 12 put that one over there yeah so look at that color contrast
1: to those though i'm gonna get a picture i'm working on it Ah, word okay You guys can keep talking while I'm doing that. Yeah. I mean, I can cut this. We have like a
2: rainbow of beers.
0: No, it's an an immense
1: color palette of beers.
0: I have an Instagram I'm going to do a little
1: rearranging here. So we have a. Yeah,
0: this will look solid.
2: The social media fiend feels terrible because she hasn't Instagrammed yet tonight.
1: (laughs) Wait, did you just grab your Instagram machine? The artwork yeah. on this Holly King
0: is fucking awesome. Right? And it's, uh, they've got the artist on there. It's a tattoo artist, a local tattoo artist. That's cool. In Asheville.
1: Dustin Spagnola. Yeah. Holly King barrel-aged Spagnola. holiday
0: ale. That looks really good. No, it's a, it's a great color palette of beers we got right here.
1: Yeah, it kind of runs the gamut too. We've got yeah. really, really light and clear with this Green Man Trickster. Mm-hmm. Or wait, sorry, is that what? Yeah, yeah the, trickster the Trickster IPA.
0: They also have some dope al- or like cover art. I want to call it album yeah. art. But.
1: Yeah, yeah, their artwork is really. This cool. one it's looks all, like
2: um, the Mad Hatter.
1: Yeah, kind of. It's got the domino face paint on with the red and black.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, but they're got, all based on that, like the Green Man. That's well. On once all they
0: things. once they really launch the uh, like officially launched the 12 ounce can or the 60 ounce cans mm-hmm. they've got a whole new artwork that's printed cans yes. they're gonna be doing that cool. he showed it to me it's it's very similar to that but it's kind of a mirror image of the the clown guy they got on there mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah and then we have this stone enjoy by christmas that one is also very light-bodied but it's unfiltered so it's a little quite a bit cloudier and then the pennsylvania tuxedo which is this orange color, rich orange, I would say, golden almost. And then the Star Hill Snowblind Doppelbach, really dark reddish, brownish orange. Mm-hmm. And then the Green Man Holly King is like a bright red.
2: Almost a red ale.
1: Yeah, it's very, it, I wish my red ale was this color. That's pretty red. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, it's not quite that red, but it's,
2: it's, it's, pretty, it's
1: pretty damn red.
2: It's not quite Santa hat red, but like it's red for a beer. It's red. It smells red. That's my kind of beer.
1: And then we have the green man dweller, which is an imperial stout.
2: And it looks like a Coke. this thing
1: looks like, yeah, it looks like, no, no, no. It looks looks like like, coffee. It looks like someone melted chocolate and dumped it in a glass. That is fucking thick. Thick Fucking thick.
2: It looks like coffee.
1: Yeah. So we've got all sorts of beers over here. No, like you said, Kate, it beers looks like a uh, soda. I wouldn't say soda. Pop. No, no. You it, it, it looks like soda. No, it looks like root beer syrup.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It looks like soda before it's been, uh, or I guess the syrup, yeah, before it's been made into soda.
2: Like Coca-Cola before it gets carbonated.
0: Yeah. And we've got a whole other green man in there, but we're saving that one. It's a special one. Oh my goodness. That I'm not even going to say what it is just so when we crack it out it's a surprise. Uh,
2: anticipation.
0: Yeah. But it, it's a special.
1: It's a special occasion beer. I'm good on that dweller. That is a yeah. thick-ass beer. That is dark Ooh. and rich. Ooh,
2: that's good though.
1: It's 10%. Smells really good. 10%, 65 IBU. Um this robust stout has hints of coffee and dark chocolate, definitely. It's It's got that dark chocolate bitterness, which is pretty damn good. I smell that. A complex variety of roasted malts and moderate hopping temper the pleasant sweetness of this brew. This special batch lurked in our cellar until our brewers felt it was worthy of its name. Conceived in Asheville, North Carolina. Let me say this thing. It tastes
2: like coffee.
0: I've been listening to you read it. I've not tasted it.
2: It tastes like iced coffee.
0: Yeah, kind of.
2: And that's good because I like it. It looks like motor
0: oil. This looks like it would be great. I've not tasted it yet, but it looks like it'd be really great with some vanilla bean ice cream. Oh, oh,
2: I, I was what? just thinking that. Oh, that oh, would make oh, a really great like ice cream thing. float. Yeah,
1: stout float. Oh, my goodness. We still need to have that episode. Mm-hmm.
2: I'll make the ice cream. You're
1: going to make the you ice cream. You know how cream. to make ice cream for that?
2: I can make it without churning it, and it tastes just as good.
1: Dude.
0: I know mean, all the yes. secrets. Yeah, let's right. do this. Right okay, here. we we'll make some ice cream. Right now, we've decided you're going to make some ice cream. We're going to have a stout episode.
1: Yeah. Okay,
2: yeah. I'll do it. We'll I'll make the local, ice cream.
1: We'll get some local beers. Mm-hmm. We can have a stout off. Like, we'll get okay. some growlers.
0: If we can find somebody local that's got a nitro stout. Ooh. Doesn't CBC have one? Ooh. Or on? I can't remember, actually. I feel
2: like I've seen one somewhere in town. I think town. Odd Story's got one. I can't remember if it was C B C or Odd Story, but yeah. someone has one. Does Hutton?
0: They I don't know if they do. They should though. I feel like of anyone, they should.
2: I feel like I've seen it on CBC's beer menu, but I don't know if it's seasonal or not.
0: Heaven and Ale may, but I'm not super familiar with their their brewing setup yet, because they just opened. But uh
2: Alright. Well yeah. we'll we'll get enough stouts. Yeah. We'll try to do as local as possible. And if I can't make the ice cream although I don't know why I can't because it's two ingredients that are like the easiest things to get ever. We should get it from like clumpies or something.
1: Ice plus cream equals ice cream.
2: No, it is a heavy whipping cream and sweetened condensed milk.
0: Mm -hmm. So this green man, Holly King, that artwork is dope. This apparently, no, he was telling me about it. This is the Holly King. The Holly King is a mythological creature and I can't okay. remember which culture. I want to say like... Uh, or something? No, not, not like place. that. It's like Irish or maybe oh, Scottish. Oh, like Gaelic or something? Yeah, it's I'm old, gonna some old Gaelic going to have about that uh, thing culture. tonight. But there's also the Oak King, and they battle for supremacy. Oh, yeah, it sounded like some cool shit. This Holy King smells very interesting. It smells like kind of bready.
2: Wait, this is the Dweller, so that
0: goes... Yeah, that's the Dweller.
1: Yeah. Do you need some of the... Uh,
2: I do need some of the Holly King because that looks like something that I would enjoy immensely.
1: It is in your face. That is some strong stuff. I had I'm I'm good with just a little bit on that. I don't need my own.
2: I don't know why I just smelled the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) I like smelled the beer and then went to the microphone like maybe I thought I was going to say something, but I ended up smelling it. I'm happy to report that your microphone doesn't smell like anything.
0: Good. I try to I <laughs> do actually great. clean them. So for future guests, I go through and do Ooh. spray my mics.
3: Oh.
1: Okay. It's very barley wine esque. Yeah, <laughs> you got
3: that face. Ugh.
1: Not a fan of the, That's uh, rough. the Holly King.
2: That is rough. i have not seen that
1: so, face
0: since uh Southern Brewers Fest, I don't think. Don't go there. Yeah. <laughs>
1: In many Celtic-based traditions of neo-paganism, there is the enduring legend of the battle between the Oak King and the Holly King. These two oh, mighty rulers yeah, fight for supremacy as the wheel of the year turns each season. At the winter solstice, or Yule, the Oak King conquers the Holly King and then reigns until midsummer, or Litha. Once the summer solstice arrives, the Holly King returns to do battle with the old king and defeats him. That sounds like some cool shit, like a yeah. cool movie. I would the battle watch. takes place at the yeah. equinoxes. Ah, the Oak Kings at his strongest during midsummer. The Holly of Kings dominant during the Yule. The battle shall take place at the equinox. That's such a <laughs> dope phrase. Right? Yeah.
2: Someone make this movie, Christopher. No, not Christopher Nolan. Um. Mm,
1: don't say Michael Bay. No. Can't be Reeves. He did.
0: <laughs> Dude.
2: James Cameron.
0: Yeah, he's too busy eventually creating a a bunch of Avatar sequels. Yeah.
2: Maybe he should make a Titanic sequel.
0: There was a Titanic sequel. There was? Yeah. It's called Titanic (laughs) 2, if you didn't guess. Um, And it was like a straight-to-DVD situation. Oh, one of those. But basically, basically, they recreate the Titanic, but with all the modern marvels, and then the same thing happens to it.
2: Oh, wow. What a shock.
0: (laughs) It was hubris. I mean, that's the core of the story of the Titanic is hubris.
2: I've never actually watched the original Titanic movie straight through.
1: Neither have I.
2: I've tried. This blows my
1: mind. You're outnumbered here, Tanner. I love that movie. (laughs) I genuinely do. It's a good movie. I never needed to see it all the way through because I knew how it was going to (laughs) end. Yeah, but it looks so cool. But there's no suspense. The boat goes No, but it looks awesome. (laughs) It breaks in yeah. half. It hits an iceberg. It breaks in half. There aren't enough lifeboats for everyone, and most of the people die.
0: No, but he, he made a model that was the length of this building and sank that, which also the movie is slightly inaccurate. The ship did not sink the way it did in the movie.
2: Of course not. Yeah.
0: The stars are correct, though, because Neil deGrasse Tyson saw one of the early screenings of it and was like, yeah, the stars wouldn't have been that on that night.
3: <laughs> huh. Only
2: Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> So fun story. Neil deGrasse Tyson spoke at Elon when I was there doing Ooh. my master's and I missed his presentation because I was oh. in a seminar I couldn't get out of.
0: Oh, hmm. that'd have been fun. that's unfortunate. Speaking of unfortunate, though. I'm going to segue here real quick. I'm
2: <laughs> Perfect.
0: Is uh. so I was reading today. I heard so left hand brewing, which we've had on the show here. Mm hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Left Hand Brewing is suing their yeast provider, which is White Labs, who also provides Mm. yeast for a whole bunch of other people. And there's a recall on Left Hand Beers right now. So, uh, yeah, they're suing White Labs Yeast. I think I said White Label. I meant White Labs. Yeah, White Labs. But, uh, yeah, Tainted Yeast. And uh, they've had to dump $2 million worth of beer. Yeah. And I think you're right, Tanner. I think they, they have a yeast infection. It's a yeast Aww. infection. Yeah. And uh, what happened is the... Let's see if I can pronounce this, because it sounds like a goddamn Harry Potter spell. But uh, the <laughs> contaminated <laughs> yeast, it's a strain of wild yeast called... Uh, let's see here. Going in here. Oh, man. Saccharomo, sac, saccharomo, sac, uh, saccharomyces <laughs> cerevisiae, and it's a variant of that. Uh, diasticus. and uh, what it does it causes secondary fermentation which results in them having a bunch of exploded bottles like basically that android theory thing happened but it wasn't supposed to happen I feel like it was supposed to happen with android theory but it wasn't supposed to happen with these beers and so they ended up with a bunch of beers that were broken, sitting on pallets, and they just exploded. Hmm. And, yeah, they lost a shit ton of beer, but they've issued a yeah, recall. Yeah, like $2 million
1: or something worth of beer. $2 million lost.
0: worth and they're suing over it, which they should. That's a shit ton of beer. Yeah. And they had to shut down for two weeks to sanitize. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, they've issued recalls for the stout that I mentioned, which is their nitro milk stout. Uh, their Extrovert IPA, and the Warrior Fresh Hop IPA. So if you're drinking those beers, they have been recalled. And if they explode on you, you've been warned. Yeah. So.
2: Doing God's work here, Tanner.
0: Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. But yeah, I thought that was interesting, though. And White Labs provides. Uh, oh, yeah. We use White Labs and yeah. stuff
1: for, for our use.
0: Yeah, for. that's what I was thinking when I heard this. Like, you guys use it for your homebrew stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Which we need to get back to doing. Mm. We haven't done that in a while. I still have to go through my uh, cream ales, and I have a couple of those Saison's left, too.
3: Ooh,
2: you know what? I
1: love those Saison's. They're pretty good.
2: A cream ale would make a really good ice cream.
1: They just use it for the ice cream? Mine could be better. I think I need to try it again Mm. some other time.
2: You got any that I could put in brownies?
1: You might want to try it first. There's one in the fridge here, I think.
0: I, g- so I give all those away. I gave some to my dad and then okay. like, yeah, other uh, people. Yeah. Hey, it's it's a bragging I point have, to me, man. I have like, so hey, many of them. My squad made this. Like, <laughs> I brag about it. Yeah. yeah. My award-winning brew chat squad. That's true. We are
1: award-winning. Yeah. Multiple award winning. Yeah. yeah. And Alan's beer is still yeah. eventually going to be on tap over there. Eventually, CBC. yeah. I was at CBC
2: on it. Saturday, and I looked for it on their tap handles, and it's I didn't see it because I yeah. was going to get it.
1: Even, no, they haven't talked to him about brewing it yet. So Oh, well. Yeah.
2: I love you, CBC, but.
1: Yeah.
0: That's a good segment right here. <laughs> you guys got on me for talking about, like, What holds turds together. Like at least that had some intellectual substance. To be fair. It's just fart noises.
1: Kate got on you for that, not (laughs) me. And she's the one that started the (laughs) fart noises. And to be fair, I followed her. Yeah, Yeah. In the fart noises. You started it,
0: and you were the first one to gripe at me about an intellectual conversation I was trying to have about turds.
2: I've had a glass and a <laughs> half of wine and a bunch of really high-gravity beers
1: I like in a rough day. I like how you've turned your giant wine glass into a water glass. You I listened to wine, your advice. Now you have the, you have like the little tiny taste of It's like opposite, of Jesus.
0: <laughs> yeah, opposite, opposite Jesus. Opposite Jesus. He goes through just like. Taking into away, wine into water. Turning wine into water, just buzz killing everybody. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Blinding people. Oh, jeez. Oh, this might Jesus. be this
2: might be the best form Kate you've ever had on the show. J- just swimming <laughs>
0: like a normal because he can't walk on the water. He just swims like a normal guy. Except he can turn
1: wine to water. Into water. Yeah. And then swim through it. Mm. Anyway. I wouldn't
2: swim through wine. Um mm-hmm. I really like this. Dude, the trickster is
1: so good. The The trickster is delicious. That's pretty good. I like
0: it. The trickster is very delicious. Let me see that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. trickster.
2: It's got the uh, Mad Hatter looking dude on the front.
0: No, their new logo design is so sweet. It's basically the same, but it's going to be printed on the can. Mm -hmm. But it's this, but it's a mirror image. Oh. And it's like the opposite colors. Mm -hmm. That's neat. Yeah, it looks really cool.
2: The only Green Man beer I had really had before today was their ESB, which is kind of spicy, but I liked it. I don't even remember. Mm. I might have had it at Southern Brew Southern Brewers Fest the first year I went in 2015 when I moved here. But that was the only one I'd ever had.
0: I really dig their ESB, actually. I can't remember what I like about it right now because we don't have it, but I just remember liking it. It's pretty it smooth. Yeah. Yeah, this trickster, trickster is so, solid. yeah.
1: This, I was thinking it was kind of juicy tasting, mm-hmm. in yeah, mouthfeel because it's like an explosion in there. And it actually says good. juicy Simcoe, mosaic, and El Dorado hops mingle with pure green man imagination to form this tropical IPA disturbance.
2: And tropical IPA disturbance sounds like juicy. something I should hear on the Weather
1: Channel, <laughs> right? We've got a tropical IPA disturbance. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: tropical wave tropical disturbance you know when i was a kid i thought i was going to be a meteorologist Mm. then i realized it was all math and science and things i don't care about
0: Mm -hmm. evidently they don't either or (laughs) they just get up there and point at a green screen read some guesswork like i i
2: I wish i could get paid six figures for being wrong (laughs) paul barris if you
0: were out there i would genuinely not in a mocking way i give you a hard time but you got a glorious beard and I would love to actually sit down <laughs> and you come have a beer with us and tell That'd us great. what the hell a weatherman actually does because it doesn't seem like you do anything. Oh, uh, don't, don't, you don't need to say it like that. Well, I do need to say it like that because he's wrong quite a bit. And it's the oh. only job I can find. Where you all, get paid all, for being wrong. All, all weathermen are wrong consistently. And That's I would just, true. I would love for like, not even in a mocking way, like we might give you a hard time, man, but you can give us a hard time. But Come right. on, have a beer with us and talk to us about some weather shit. I would love that, actually. You know That'd what you cool. should do
3: yeah.
2: is when this episode goes live, you should tweet the link to him and whatever like news station he's at mm-hmm. and give the like minute mark of when we talk about him and be like, yo, Paul Barris.
3: Uh, Barris.
2: Uh, for no, real, though, just, I thought I was going to be a meteorologist. And that was. It a seems very like it would be a dream. super
0: interesting job, I think, but I have no idea what they actually do outside of
2: it's a get lot stuff
0: wrong in front of a. Green it's screen.
2: a lot of like numbers and science and physics and like atmospheric stuff. And like I studied the weather when I was a kid. I was that nerdy child who went to the school library and just got weather books. Like mm-hmm. I bought myself Weather for Dummies when I was in like fifth grade. And I could tell y'all like also as like a 12 year old. I could tell y'all all all sorts of stuff about like Mm -hmm. weather patterns and tracking hurricanes and tornadoes and like all sorts of stuff like that. And then when I like got to the point where I was actually like trying to figure out a career path, Mm -hmm. I realized that there's a lot of numbers and science and things that my very creative focused brain just doesn't comprehend very well. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Eh, well, maybe not that, but maybe I'll just go broadcast journalism. And then I realized I hated being on camera. And then now I work in social media marketing. Hmm. So that's that's how that
0: works. I,
2: I write ads for Facebook. Yeah,
1: and you do a is, damn yeah. good
0: job of it. Yeah.
2: Yay! I try. It's a solid
0: job. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I don't. I'm on Facebook, but I don't like it. I don't
2: like it <laughs> Truth be told, if I wasn't required to have Facebook for my job, I'd delete mine in a heartbeat. I hate it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have it if it wasn't for promoting mm-hmm. this stuff and keeping in touch with people and organizing events and things.
2: If I didn't need it for my job, yeah. I wouldn't have
0: it. It's an irritating... What I think is weird about Facebook is you've got these people that are coming out that are the designers of facebook and they're starting to admit they're like yeah we kind of created a monster yeah they did they straight up apologize like we have sort of helped bring about the worst of humanity in america and we're social media in general yeah and i don't know i i try to not get on there unless i'm trying to promote brew chat stuff because I understand it's important to get the word out and mm-hmm. whatnot. And there's other places to go see brew chat. I could do it without Facebook, but it just, yeah. it makes it easier to connect with people on there. Yeah. But I try to not get on there unless I'm working just because I've found that I'm way happier mm-hmm. when I'm not browsing. Facebook. Oh,
2: I don't touch the only social media I touch on the weekends is Twitter.
0: Yeah. I, I keep a messen- the I messenger so the messenger thing. I'm so glad the messenger app can be a standalone thing. Yeah. Cause I talk, I mean, that's pretty much the only way we communicate. Yeah. I, I don't know if, I've ever called oh, yeah. you or you ever called Mm-mm.
3: me.
0: So, yeah. And then me and you go yeah, back the and forth. Messenger app is handy. Yeah. It's yeah. super handy. To I was be able so to text glad when they broke
2: the that off from like regular Facebook. Oh, yeah. That was oh, yeah. a blessing. So, one of the brands that we work on at work it's, uh based in the UK. So, all of their social media pages are like based in their like UK headquarters or whatever. And they decided that they want to have separate social media presence for their U S audiences. Mm-hmm. So on a call with them a couple weeks ago, the client was saying like, Oh yeah, I made a, an Instagram page. That's just like, I'm, I can't say the brand name, but it's like brand name U S and they're like, okay. So like, yeah, can you just like populate this Instagram page and like get it going for us and everything. And I'm sitting there, I'm with like a bunch of account people and I'm the only creative in the room and cause I'm a copywriter and I'm just like, um if you want it to be an Instagram business page, you're going to need a Facebook page to connect the two together. So, you're going to need a brand name yeah. US Facebook page too. So, m- what I've been working on for the last few days is like setting up or like what the copy, the like bio and about info and all that would be for Instagram and Facebook because Facebook owns Instagram. So to run an Instagram business page, you need to have it connected to a Facebook page. So it's basically like double the work, which is annoying. And I'm just like, God, I wish they could just like exist without depending on one another
1: because they're exactly the fucking same. Anyway, they're, See, I prefer, very
2: I prefer
0: Instagram to Facebook. I do too. I love Instagram actually.
2: Well, now that Instagram is super visual, you can do video and photo on it. It has the like direct messages stuff now. You can, it has kind of like a Snapchat esque function with the stories mm-hmm. and you can send like, for lack of a better term, Snapchats to other people. Mm-hmm. So, like, why do you even need a Snapchat?
1: Snapchat's
0: always been fucking dumb. I've always thought Snapchat is dumb. It's just, it's not for... That right there is one of the first things I noticed that I was like, okay, things are starting to be designed that are not for my generation.
2: I was high on Snapchat for a couple of months, and then once Instagram rolled out their stories function, I couldn't tell you the last time I Mm -hmm. used... I mean... It's funny because I used Snapchat for a while. I made mine public so I could use it for blog stuff. But then once Instagram rolled out with their stories and everything, and I have 10 times as many followers on Mm -hmm. Instagram as I do Snapchat, I use Snapchat mostly for one-to-one communication with my Mm -hmm. friends that, like, we send each other dumb stuff every once in a while. Or, like, my friend and I snap each other pictures of our pets. Mm -hmm. But everything else i just use for instagram because the analytics are so much easier to get it's so much easier to create i mean like i'm already using instagram anyway why would i need snapchat oh
0: i'll ask you this where do you where do you sit because something that surprises me my first social media experience Uh was a zanga (laughs) and then a myspace shortly after that
2: yep i never had any. and
0: i'm honest to god Surprised, and Facebook has done a good job of finding a way to stay relevant, Mm -hmm. Mm yeah, consistently, yeah, because of ads, yeah, and to keep people interested. I don't even know if it's just because the ads, it's because of data mining, because that too, at the core of it, they have to have people coming back to their service, Mm -hmm. and they have so they've done something, and this is getting into some psychology that I don't know enough about. But they've done something where they've gotten people addicted to it. They people like scrolling through that newsfeed. They it, like
2: scrolling through it. They like posting pictures of themselves yeah. and getting people to like them and say like, "Oh, you look so cute. I they, love your they, makeup." They like that
0: serotonin hit. It's that. Mm-hmm.
2: It's the psychological like boost, the mm-hmm. like self-esteem boost you get from like posting a picture of yourself and people liking on it or liking it or whatever, and commenting on Mm -hmm. it and saying how good you look so you get addicted to that high so you keep posting stuff. Don't even get me started. No,
0: I I know exactly what you're saying. No, it's just you literally get a hit of a drug when you you get on there. like, Someone so -so liked my photo. Like, oh, my photo's got (laughs) 22 likes. Cool. You literally get a little bit of serotonin in your brain, Mm -hmm. and it gets people addicted. Oh, I totally do. And everybody does. If you're a person, like it makes you feel a little bit better when somebody likes your shit.
2: It does. Makes you feel important.
0: I I guess I kind of wonder like what the next thing is. You know, like where, because Facebook has set itself up to be more, it started out as just a way for college kids to get laid and to find friends. (laughs)
1: That's when I had Facebook.
0: Yeah. I remember getting on on there when you had to have a college email. Frostburg
1: State University was one of the first 12 schools to have Facebook. I've actually
2: heard of Frostburg.
1: Yeah, that's where I went to college.
2: Nice.
0: Yeah.
1: Frostburg. But no, it it makes me wonder,
2: like,
0: it's evolved (laughs) into such a... God, I feel so young. Like it's evolved (laughs) into such a nest. Like if you're a business nowadays, you have to have a Facebook. Yep. There's no question about it Mm because that's how
2: you run ads. Even if your audience is on Instagram, to run ads on Instagram, you have to have a Facebook presence.
0: Yeah, it it blows my mind because it's like, what's next? It's like there there's going to be something next. What's fucking next? Some other social platform. Is it another social platform? Because I thought we were going to be onto a new social platform a long time ago.
2: Actually, it it's probably going to be voice, like Alexa. That's what I've been thinking. Yeah, it's going to be voice.
0: Well, I know uh, Gary V. I guess your ultimate boss. Yeah, he preaches that a lot. That Mm -hmm. voice search is going to kind of
2: it's going to be voice, and he's super big on mobile video. Mm-hmm. So, it, like, the things that he preaches, it's it's more mobile video now mm. because, like, a lo- I forget the exact percentage, but a majority of our attention is on mobile. Yeah. And, like, you, like, he's, okay, so full transparency, I work for VaynerMedia here in Chattanooga, and... Like we used to say that we were a community management agency. We Mm -hmm. were a social media agency, a full service digital agency. And Gary said in one of his like latest videos somewhere that we are an attention agency. So wherever the audience's attention is, that's Mm -hmm. where we should be. Whether it's voice, whether it's Snapchat, whether it's Instagram, whether it's mobile video, whether it's. Wherever, wherever people are putting their attention, that's where you should be, mm-hmm. and that's not—that's not just in marketing. That's for.
0: <laughs> yeah, you gotta quit hitting this table.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I do that at work. I can't. Sorry, Um, but like that's it. Attention is like yeah. wherever other people's attention is. That's where you should be, no matter where it is. Except
0: no, that makes except sense. TV makes and print because yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, nobody's doing they're TV dying. Burn. Yeah, they're slowly dying.
2: Even Super Bowl ads.
0: Mm-hmm. What I think last year was the first year since ever that they reported that Super Bowl ads actually cost less. Yep. Than what they normally do each year. Because I mean, it's always been notorious. They're like, mm-hmm. Oh, Pepsi paid twenty four million dollars for this thirty second right. ad spot, and last year was the first time it actually dropped. Yep. It's like which, honestly... Because no that,
1: one's watching football anymore.
0: Well, that, no one's watching
1: the
2: NFL.
0: But it also... It, Don't
2: even get me started.
0: It, well, I'm going to get us started on something here. Is, oh speaking of like marketing and ads, is football, football is a sport... Football is a sport that was straight up basically designed for TV. Yeah. It was designed for TV and to sell ad space. I'm like, sure, it was a sport that existed before that, but they took that idea. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, this sport's perfect. It's got all these gaps in between action, so we can just chuck in commercials everywhere. Mm. Fuck yeah, let's do this. And with everybody moving to online and ditching the table boxes, Mm -hmm. it really makes me wonder how that's going to affect the NFL.
2: Oh, it totally will.
0: Yeah, and we may be very well seeing the first... Like, what we're seeing right now happen with it, with, like, last year, the ads dropping. That's the first steps. It's like, we're seeing the very first steps of that right
1: now. The Panthers are for sale.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: Hmm.
2: Oh, I saw that, like, Colin Kaepernick and Diddy and I forget who else were, like, joking around on Twitter about going, like, thirdsies in on buying the Panthers. Oh,
1: my God. That would be fantastic.
2: I saw Kaepernick in there, and I was just like, no,
0: don't even. Where's Gary at on buying the Jets? So he always, so,
2: I haven't paid a ton of attention to his jets conversation in the last several months. But at one point, there was one video he did, probably a year or so ago, where he said that he wanted to lose because the chase was more excited to, was more exciting to him than the victory.
0: Okay, I get that. But that's
2: that's Gary. I love him. He's he's a great guy, like really cares about his employees, like wants the best for his business. And he Mm. believes that to have a good business, you have to have happy employees. So I respect him. I love working for him. He's a great, great guy. But he said that and I was like, do what?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I sort of get it. But that dude's going to end up owning the Jets one day. Oh, he will. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's definitely going to own the Jets one he's day.
2: He's 40, 41, 42. <laughs> I think he turned 41 this year. No, 42, because we all did the happy fucking 42 video for him. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. That, that was a side story. Anyway, um, he's 42. He won't own the Jets until he's in his 50s.
0: Oh yeah, but he will own He them. will. Yeah. I've no doubt in my mind. He's been preaching wow. that shit for Since a the decade. Beginning, he will. Yeah. He will eventually he's been talking literally for a decade about how he's gonna buy the Jets. <laughs>
2: it's hilarious too. Yeah,
0: like just I'm like, more power to you, man. And the crazy thing is I think he's gonna actually do it. He will. Oh my yeah, god. Like legit like he honestly could probably pull the capital together today and buy the fucking jets. Oh shit. So in 10 years, yeah, he's going to buy the jets. He
2: will. (laughs) Yeah. He'll in, in his fifties, he'll own the jets. But I think it was about a year ago. He said in one of his videos somewhere that it's, it's about the chase, not
1: the victory. And
2: I've kind Mm -hmm. of started to get into that mentality. Like sure. The victories are great, but
1: mm-hmm. but then it's done. Mm-hmm.
2: But then it's done. Mm-hmm. So like once you've won, like what else do you have to do? Well, the mm-hmm. Super
0: Bowl, clearly.
2: So
1: you get well, the once Jets, he owns the Jets, he's yeah, he can yeah. take him to the Super Bowl.
0: No, that that seems about like I love Gary to death, and I love some of the shitty preaches, but that just seems like a like a line you throw out there for your brand, you know? I get the, I get the move, yeah, I get it, but and I don't begrudge him, but yeah. no, he's it's, totally, he's it's like dude, you're gonna buy the Jets. I had a conversation.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm getting into like life inspirational shit here. So bear I'm I'm also like a little bit tipsy right now, so like bear with Uh-oh. me. Oh but Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> um I was having a conversation with my creative director. Well not my my associate creative director a couple weeks ago. We were working on like a big like 2018 concepting big ideas thing for one of our clients. She was saying, like, yeah, sure, like it's great that You know, if your idea gets picked by the clients, then you get to go on set and produce it and everything. And that's all great and dandy, but enjoy the process. Like you're, you're in the creative process, you're concepting, you're learning, you're going back to the drawing board day after day, like just throwing ideas out there and seeing what sticks. And that's the fun part. Mm -hmm. And I agreed with her. I was like, yeah, for me, it's about the process. Like sure. The end result, the end result is what it is. But if you win, Then it's just like, okay, you figured out what was right to win. Mm -hmm. The process is where you really do the learning. That's the nitty gritty. That's where you figure yourself out. And we had this like whole long conversation about it. And it took me back to when I played high school tennis. And I remember my junior year, I played varsity doubles with a girl who was a year younger than me. And she grew up on the like the the... um. Not competition, the tournament circuit. Mm -hmm. And she was ultra competitive, like, hated to lose, like that type. And I remember one match, we lost the first set because it's best two out of three for girls. We lost the first set and we could get coaching between the second, the first and second set. And our coach, like, came up to us at the fence and was saying, like, One point at a time, one game at a time, one set at a time, and you'll win. Mm -hmm. And we did. We came back in one and three. And it's the same thing. It's the process, one step at a time. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. exactly what the creative process is. Mm -hmm. It's one idea at a time, one concept at a time, and then one presentation and all that. And it just all comes full circle. And I had this moment that I was just like, wow, my tennis coach was a damn genius. (laughs) (laughs)
0: No, I think you just hit the nail on the head of something that I think escapes a lot of people in Chattanooga and not to get into any specifics, but (laughs) you get a lot of people in Chattanooga that they don't understand the importance of the actual work you've got to put in Mm -hmm. and they just expect to actually just, I don't don't know what they expect actually. Like I'm going to. I, I feel like what they expect is if they want they,
1: everyone else to do all the work for them.
0: Well, like if, if I were to have this mindset and approach Brew Chat when I was first starting this shit up, it's like I buy the gear and it's like, okay, well, I've got the gear. Why don't I have a podcast chat?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's like, no, you got to get together every Wednesday or every Tuesday or whenever. And, yeah. and I you feel like there's so many people to here. Talk with. Yeah. There's so many people here that. And, you know, that's one example. It's like whether you want to open a bar, a dance studio, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. But I feel so many people here, something in the water. I don't know. They, they don't have the knowledge to be like, no, whatever you want to do, you got to fucking work. Yeah. And they, they don't have that for some reason. And they hit their first road bump. And they're like, oh, well, it's not going to work. It's and not then they a, give up.
1: It's not a high school group project. This yeah. is real fucking life. Yeah. And if you want something, you're going to have to actually try. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the people who are trying are either just going to mm-hmm. ditch you or leave Surpass you behind. You. And, yeah. yeah, and just keep going. Yeah. No, it was... They're uh, going
2: to find the opening and jump on it before you do. It's yeah.
0: something that I've, uh, I've always noticed in Chattanooga with Chattanooga's <laughs> music scenes is where we had a really crazy decent punk scene for a while before I was old enough to go out and drink. Mm-hmm. We had a punk scene and I've heard of this. They scene. they would cro- crop up in like underground little punk clubs and stuff. And I never experienced any of it cause I was too young, but it seemed really solid. Like I know the misfits played here, like all sorts of stuff that just kind of fizzled out. And then along came an EDM scene, which seemed great um, from what I heard. I was at college, so I didn't experience much of it. Seemed to fizzle out. And then there was something else that happened. Obviously, it fizzled out. And now we've got a hip-hop scene, which has a really solid backing. But it's like, is it just going to fizzle out? I
1: might just fizzle like,
0: out. Like, I don't want it to just fizzle out. I, like, I want us to have all of those things. Right. Like, I want us to have a punk scene. I want us to have a rap scene. I want us to have a rock scene. Like, I want us to have all of those things. But they just fizzle out. Do you
1: think it's just because the ones that are good and successful end up going over to Nashville and then to like. Partly. All I, over. I
0: think what happens <clears throat> is you have the people that are really into it that see what Chattanooga is capable of and see that we're missing these things. And similar to the mindset that we've had here with Chat of like, okay, it doesn't have this. Let's churn forward and let's create this. Mm hmm and it's sort of that same mindset but then they start turning forward with it and they can't get people to come to their shows right you know you get all these people they're like man i wish better bands would play in chattanooga but right, they don't go playing. they don't go out to the shows for the bands that are here yeah and so then these same people they just get burned out and the ones that are truly passionate like you said end up moving to nashville atlanta la mm-hmm. other bigger cities and taking their talents there cuz they want to take it somewhere where it's appreciated and it's something that i've I mean, I'm talking like over a decade of just noticing this shit. I've been noticing this shit since eighth grade of just like, wow, I wonder why that's not around anymore. Mm-hmm. It seemed really hot there for a minute. And like, yeah, things come and go. It, it's almost the same as like what Nick Lutzko's doing right now mm-hmm. is really great. Yep. But imagine in.
2: Shout out Nick Lutzko, by in, the way. Yeah, right? That
0: guy's awesome. Nobody knows who the fuck Nick Lutzko is. It's God, that, I hope not. I hope not either. I love
1: what he's doing, but it's that same principle. No, say, mm-hmm. I think, I yeah. think he's more on the other side of he's going to keep doing shit yeah. and he's going to go places and no, everyone he, else is going to be like, I used to work with that guy. Uh, no, I actually no do. Yeah, he does. I know you, or he, she he, does work with him. I, I know. Yeah. I know that. That's, what, like, I, that's why I said uh, nothing. No, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking okay. about those. I was going to say, like, work.
2: I know him somewhat personally. Yeah, I can no, say he's not going away. No, I don't think he's
1: going anywhere.
0: And I didn't mean it like that at all. I was just using him as an example of like we've had all these great musicians over the time and I think he is one that is working hard and he's I can tell by his work ethic that he sort of sees what I see he does Mm -hmm. and is like no I'm gonna transcend that he is so yeah and he will but imagine the world that I've seen here and what I'm used to here is just imagine if just all of a sudden two years from now he's who's he God, I hope and, not. And like that sucks. Like we've had so many great musicians here. Oh, I hope not too. And I don't think that's going to happen by any yeah. measure. But think of all the Nick Lutzkos that we've lost over the past decade. Like these great musicians that whatever respective genre they were playing in, mm-hmm. they were playing around town and they just got lazy or fear of failure or whatever it is. People weren't coming to their shows. I don't know what, but they either left or they just fizzled out and stopped doing shit. Mm-hmm. And it's really sad. And it's like Chattanooga allows that to happen in some way that bigger cities don't. And it's like, I wish people would come out and show up for shit a lot more than they do. Because yeah. It's like, get it, off it, your damn it, asses. Yeah. It's like, this is why we can't have nice things, people. Quit talking about it. This is why like, I'm going
2: to Nick Lutzko's New Year's Eve show at the yep. Honest
0: Pine on December 31st at 9 o'clock p.m. Come to your friend's shit and actually pay the fee to get in. Yeah. Like support them, yeah, support them like you say you're there to do, but like, Nick,
2: if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry, I haven't been to any of your other recent shows, but I will be there on New Year's Eve
0: to support you <laughs> same, same here, I will be too, and we're not expecting free tickets we're paying I've already bought my actual but yeah, same here,
1: like we're paying for you, yeah, so we got it.
0: But it just. Actually,
1: I have a friend who has a birthday on New Year's Eve, so I may or may not be there. Mm. But I'd like to be there. I don't know. You should be there. You know, they'll yeah. come out. It'll
2: bring be the barracuda back.
0: I have no idea what that means. Sex move? I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring that barracuda, baby. Oh. Yeah, whatever that means. I don't know what that means. Was that like the Chinese dragon you were talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we are getting close to time here. Yeah. I'm thinking. Okay. So. I'm getting our, a little too tipsy to, to keep talking. About, yeah. Our glasses <laughs> are about empty, so I think it's... yeah, uh, and we still got beer to drink. But yeah, we're gonna wind this down. Do you want to always plug your blog, Thought and a Half com?
2: Yeah, so yeah. I am a southern food and lifestyle blogger with a focus, of course, on the scenic city of Chattanooga, Tennessee.
0: And she knows what she's doing. These cookies are delicious.
2: You can <laughs> find me at a thought and a half dot com. And apparently I just found out the other day that I was featured in a BuzzFeed article. Whoa, that's Word. cool. All right. Badass. It yeah. was like okay. 18 bloggers you should follow in 2018. And I like, ra- like randomly was on it. I Didn't see it until the person who wrote the article like commented on one of my posts and was like, oh, FYI, you were in this BuzzFeed article. And I was
0: like, oh, shit, that is awesome. Oh, what?
2: So apparently like I'm one you should follow in 2018. Um, Yeah. Southern food and lifestyle with a focus on Chattanooga, Tennessee and the southeast in general. So, yeah, I thought and a half dot com. Come find me there. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram.
1: We are also on those things.
2: Yes, you are. At brew chat across all platforms.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. At brew
0: chat across everything.
2: I'm I'm across everything. A thought and a half on Facebook and Kate three Robertson on Twitter and hello, Kate Robertson on Instagram. I'm not consistent at all.
0: You shouldn't be. You should be. You should not be.
2: I know. I'm sorry. Yeah
0: can't believe we're giving you that lesson. <laughs> like, you should be telling Ms. us Buzzfeed that. Miss BuzzFeed over here. Yeah, Miss BuzzFeed. Yeah, no, yeah.
1: all we have is an interview with the mayor. In BuzzFeed.
2: A really great interview with the mayor, by the way. Why, thank
1: you. Yeah, yeah I was pretty proud of that. We yeah. asked the hard questions. Yeah.
0: Anyway, we're going to wrap this up. This has been episode 115. <laughs> 15. Also, we're going to be, before I completely close this out, I just remembered, we're going to be having a full Star Wars Episode eight review coming up. Won't be talking about beer on. We'll be drinking beer, of course, but we won't be talking about beer on this episode. So tune in for that. Double episode this week. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time. This has been episode 115 of the Brew Chat Podcast. <laughs>